Welcome to the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Hello, everybody. I'm Finn McKenty. This is the Punk Rock MBA podcast. Today's bonus episode is the audio version of something I dropped on my second channel the other day, a video about how the Deftones guitarist Stefan Carpenter, I was made aware that it's not Stephen, it's Stefan, so... I stand corrected on that, but he uh, went on a podcast and talked about some of his beliefs as far as flat earth and anti-vaxxer stuff goes. So I just kind of took a look at that uh, and what the larger implications of that are for the music industry. Before we get into that, I wanted to mention a couple things. Number one, the Punk Rock NBA newsletter. If you have not signed up for that, I would love it if you would do that. There's a link to that in the show notes. It's an email I send out every week with a link to any content I put out, second channel videos, main channel videos, podcasts, any press appearances that I do, interviews or podcasts or whatever. There's also a link to what me and Deanna are reading, watching, and listening to. Never any ads or spam, never gonna sell or give away your email address or anything like that. So if you wanna sign up for that, there's a link to that in the show notes. And of course, Patreon merch, all that other stuff. Either way, we appreciate any support that you feel inclined to give us. And with that out of the way, let's get into this episode. What's up, everybody? I'm Finn McKenty. This is my second channel where I talk about business and marketing, personal development, stuff like that. I originally said that I wasn't going to talk about music on this channel, but it always gets more views when I do. So I think I will talk about music, but as a way of communicating larger concepts about the things I just mentioned. And the article I wanted to talk about today was something that a few people have sent me. Deftones Stephen Carpenter believes Earth is flat and vaccines don't work. This is from Loudwire. Deftones guitarist Stephen Carpenter recently visited the Tinfoil Hat with Sam Tripoli podcast. Sam Tripoli is one of these like Joe Rogan buddy comedian type LA scumbag weirdos that he always brings on the show. So that kind of tells you where he's coming from. Sharing some of his conspiracy theories and expressing his belief in several controversial ideas. Among the things learned during the chat were that Carpenter adheres to a flat earth view and he also questions the effectiveness of vaccines. He explained, as transcribed by the PRP, if you think you live on a spinning flying space ball, you're in a cult. And he keeps going, I'm not gonna read you all of it, but you get the idea, the guy's a flat earther. I mean, I literally went and woke my wife up and told her that the earth was flat. And on the anti-vaxxer front, Carpenter also shared his views on the current COVID-19 pandemic and the push for vaccines. He explained there's never been one single vaccine that's ever worked, ever. We never eradicated polio. And he goes on and on and on. Obviously, the guy is totally delusional. And it would be easy for me to sit here and just kind of dunk on him and laugh at him for believing this stuff that is obviously not true. But that's not really what I'm interested in. I don't know what's wrong with the guy, but obviously he is not well. And if it seems like I'm not particularly like amused or surprised or really phased by this, it's because I have known for a long time that the music industry is full of dysfunctional people. And for every example of that that you see in the media, there's 10 or 100 more that you never hear about. Unfortunately, I think a reality that the best art is made from pain. The people that really connect with a whole like swath of people and become these like, I don't know if figureheads is the right word, but people like Lil Peep or Kurt Cobain or Gerard Way. I think the reason that those people connected with their audience in the way that they did is because they were able to share their pain in a way that the audience related to. And that's great. Like, I love that they can put out art that helps other people deal with this. But it does kind of make me think of like, does that kind of trap the artist in their dysfunction? If that's what we're looking to them for is like mirror my pain and my dysfunction, aren't we kind of in a way encouraging them to stay there? 
And I don't think anybody's doing that deliberately, but that's sort of implicitly what we're doing, right? But first, a quick word from our sponsors. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. But first, I want to thank DistroKid for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. If you're not familiar, DistroKid is a digital music distribution service that musicians use to put their music into online stores and streaming services. So in plain language, if you have ever wondered how to get your music on iTunes, Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music, Amazon, Deezer, Tidal, and many, many more, there's like dozens and dozens of different streaming services. DistroKid is the way to do it. It is super easy. I have used it to put my music on Spotify. It took me maybe five minutes to like set it up and upload everything. It's legitimately awesome. I am sincerely a fan of this company and their product. And for those of you who have asked, you can also upload your music to TikTok with DistroKid. And if you want a chance to get featured on DistroKid's Spotify playlists, you can do that by submitting a song through Spotlight and getting your fans to vote for you. You can also use Hyperfollow to get more Spotify followers. You can promote your new release as well as Spotify Canvas. That's where there's the video in the background in the player. And when you share it on Instagram, it shares that video too to make your Spotify release pop. And Spotify Canvas is available to all DistroKid artists. Like I said, as you can probably tell from this, like I am sincerely a fan of DistroKid. DistroKid can do everything I just talked about and so much more. So be sure to sign up with my link, which is in the show notes for this episode, to get 7% off your first year. That link is in the show notes of this episode or go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash the punk rock NBA. And thanks again to DistroKid for sponsoring this episode. And let's get back into it. Also, there's a whole bunch of people that depend on these artists to kind of be who they are. So nobody is going to tell Stephen Carpenter like, hey, man, I think maybe you should like stay off the podcast. Maybe consider going to like an inpatient treatment facility or something because you seem like you are not in a good place. They're not going to do that because that means he's not going to be putting out music, not going to be selling merch, not going to be going on tour. These people don't get paid unless the artist is out there generating money. So they're sort of incentivized 
utilized, again, to keep the artist in that place because that's what makes everybody money, even if it's not necessarily in that artist's best interest. Lil Peep was a great example of this. Like, if you watch that documentary, it's obvious that the kid is out of fucking control, that he's gonna die, but nobody says anything, or I guess a couple people did, but by and large, there were a lot of people in his life that didn't say anything because their livelihood depended on him being who he is. And part of who he was was being a fucked up, depressed drug addict. And I think it's true that for the most part, people's art suffers when they feel better. For example, look at like Mac Miller's album when he came back and got sober, it sucks. Like he just wrote a bunch of songs about getting sober. And the unfortunate reality is that that stuff doesn't make very good music. And if you look at Netflix, there's all these documentaries about like drugs and murder and divorce and drama, all this stuff. Nobody makes a mini series about like five marriages that are going really well. For whatever reason, we as human beings just don't find that entertaining. I think it goes back to the concept and psychology of negativity bias, that we as human beings are biologically programmed to remember things that are negative. And that makes sense from an evolutionary perspective, right? Because we have to remember what the poisonous berries look like, or we have to remember where the saber-toothed tiger lives because those things might kill us. But remembering how good the other berries tasted or remembering how pretty the sunset was yesterday, well, that's not really important information from an evolutionary perspective. So that does make sense, but we don't live in that world anymore. So there's all these parts of human behavior and psychology that are like maladaptive for the world that we live in now, which is only really a couple hundred years old. So it makes sense that essentially we have an algorithm that was optimized for, I don't know how long humans have been around, 100,000 years or whatever. It was optimized for that. And now we're deploying that algorithm in a completely different arena and it doesn't work that well anymore. Our brains are wired to pay attention to negativity. And so I think that's why we connect with art that comes from a place like that. And I think that's why we elevate people who express those kind of emotions into the spotlight and keep them there. And I think unconsciously incentivize them to stay there. So I think from a fan perspective, that's something to think about. You know, whenever you're communicating with them in comments or just by clicking on stuff, maybe take a minute to ask yourself, what kind of behavior am I rewarding? I talked about this in my podcast with Lil Lotus, actually. He was talking about how a couple years ago when he was like doing a ton of drugs, like going on Instagram and like doing Coke on his IG Live and stuff. And everyone was like patting him on the back and telling him how awesome it was. Now he's not doing that stuff anymore. And he was like, you know, I did kind of notice my engagement go down a little bit. And that sucks. We shouldn't force people or make people feel like they're forced to choose between being happy, healthy humans and being successful entertainers. And I think as fans, we should ask ourselves what role we play in that. And for anybody that wants to have a career in music, well, you gotta know this is what you're signing up for. I'm not saying you're gonna find flat earthers every day, but you know, go through the headlines of whatever, you know, Loudwire, whatever gossip site you want. There is no shortage of examples of people who are super dysfunctional. And for every one of those examples you see in a headline, there's a hundred more that you didn't see. So understand you are signing up for that which A, if you are not a dysfunctional person or not as dysfunctional, you may find that annoying or exhausting like I do. And B, you gotta be careful because it could rub off on you. You know, one of the most important things for people who deal with addiction or mental health is being surrounded by the right people. Because as I've talked about, that old saying about that you are the average of the five people that you hang out with is 100% true. If you hang out with a bunch of drug addicts, guess what? It's pretty likely that you're gonna start doing drugs or you're gonna do more drugs. or 
Or on the other hand, if you hang out with a bunch of rich people who are always thinking about making money, then you are probably going to find your way into opportunities where you make more money. And I'm not saying one of those things is good or bad or whatever, it's just the way the world works. So if you are somebody that has these issues, I would say you should think twice about working in music because it's not a healthy place. And yes, this is unique to music. You know, if you go work with Procter & Gamble or Microsoft or something, you don't, like this shit does not happen. You're not gonna go into a meeting and find a flat earther or an anti-vaxxer or somebody who just no-shows the meeting that day because they're not feeling it or they woke up hungover. Those people exist, yes, but they're like one in a thousand and they usually get fired because that kind of behavior just doesn't work in a real business. And again, I'm not judging them or putting them down. I'm saying that the music industry tolerates this kind of behavior because you don't have a choice. Like if you wanna work with, I'll say Johnny Craig, for example, you know who he is, you know what kind of baggage he brings to the table and you just gotta sign up for that. Like you can't work with Johnny Craig and expect him to be Ned Flanders, right? That's not who he is. And I think when you look at the struggles of the music industry from like a macro perspective, the fact that it's full of dysfunctional people like this is part of why it's not more successful than it is. It's hard to excel in business when the people in that business are just like struggling to get by on a day-to-day -day basis with mental health and addiction which unfortunately a lot of people in music are. So I guess just to wrap all this up, you know, it's sad to see that Stephen Carpenter is like this. Like, I'm not gonna try to diagnose him here because obviously I'm not a doctor and clearly the guy is not well. And I think that's sad, but this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, this is the nature of the beast in the music industry. I would say, especially in rock, it attracts a lot of people like this. And I don't really know what to say about it. I mean, is that something that can be changed? As a fan, I think you should ask yourself, like, what role do I play in this? And am I enabling people? And for anybody who wants to work in music, I would say, give it some thought because this is the kind of stuff they're gonna deal with. All right, my friends, that does it for this episode of the podcast. If you made it this far, thank you. Thank you for listening. We sincerely appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to help the show, there's a couple things that you can do. First of all, share it on social media. If you share it, tag us, tag Finn McKenty, that's me, and tag Deanna Chapman, that's a producer. Second thing you can do, if you really, really, really love us and really want to support us, you can support us on Patreon. There's a link to that in the show notes. You can leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you're listening to this, or you can do none of that. And you can just sit at home, think about how awesome this podcast is. That works too. Again, thank you very much to each and every one of you for listening. We sincerely appreciate it, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Hey, what's up? My name's Lurk, and I'm the host of Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast. Every week, I have in-depth conversations with bands from all over the scene, big and small. We also like to keep our finger on the pulse and showcase up-and-coming bands on the show as well. So come check out Lamb Goat's Van Flip Podcast.